ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks with Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts, because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans. Welcome in. It is the Sox on Tap post game show. Johnny Nani here alongside Tony Marchese, and we are discussing, unfortunately, a blowout 10 uh, 2 loss uh, by the White Sox to the Houston Astros here uh, on Thursday, June 17th, kicking off this four game set. Tony, uh, it was a tough one. Uh, title of this episode, we're just going to drink it off. So I think I'm going to take a drink and let you talk. Yeah, that was uh, not fun to watch, Johnny. Probably the worst White Sox game that we've watched in a long time. Totally different feel than uh, than what we had yesterday. Uh, I know we got to enjoy some beers yesterday and, and take in a winner uh, tonight. Not so lucky. And uh, let, yeah, like you said, drink it off. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing here. So you uh, you tell everybody where they can find us, and I'm just gonna down this. Yeah, before we get into the nitty-gritty of this episode, make sure you're visiting ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. You can follow us on social media at ontapsportsnet and at on excuse me, and at Socks on Tap. Uh, if you're looking for White Sox merchandise, Grandstand is the place to go located right by the ballpark. You can also visit them online at grandstandsocks.com. Follow them on social media at Grandstand Socks. So, Tony, as I mentioned, 10-2 loss. That one sucks, ass-kicking. Um, you know, I don't like to see your team ever go down like that. But in a way, uh, I think this can be attributed to a little bit of a hangover game because that was one hell of a rush uh, on Wednesday afternoon. Absolutely was, Johnny. And, uh, you know, hangover game, whatever you want to call this one, uh, I think the important message here, uh, and you saw it all over Twitter, um, and you, you even hear him talk about it on the broadcast. Uh, put this one in your back pocket. Uh, go out there and get him tomorrow. Dylan Cease did not look good today. Um, the offense did not look good today. There was just a lot of not good things. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, I think we can start here right at the top and go with Dylan Cease uh, because there have been some really nice outings that we've seen from him uh, in, in recent memory. But tonight was not one of those. Uh, it started off not too terrible. Obviously, I don't think it was much of his fault uh, in the first inning. That's a, you know, Jose Altuve running out that ball uh, on a play deep in the hole for Timmy and then Yoan Moncada's error. So that's not Dylan Cease's fault. He got the a result that he needed there, a ground ball. Um, but unfortunately, that kind of sets the tone. And Michael Brantley, as we know, uh, we've wanted him on the south side for a long time, but he's a very good hitter. So uh, he steps up to the plate and jacks a three-run home run. That just puts a bad taste in your mouth from the start. Um, after that, he's calmed down a little bit, uh, I would say. And, you know, he retired the batters after that. Second and third, no damage there. Uh, the fourth is where it really fell apart for him, though. And uh, the issues that we have uh, talked about in past years with him, command, it just was not there at all in the fourth inning tone. Nope. Command wasn't there, Johnny. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, the, there's just good hitters are going to do good things. And the Houston Astros lineup uh, is is flush with good hitters, Johnny. Um, you know, Jose Altuve, uh, it, it just comes up big for this team a bunch of times. And 
Um, yeah, I mean, it just wasn't the White Sox night. It was not the White Sox night at all. Um, as you said in the text message, anything past the fourth inning, if you thought this team was going to come back, um, you were wrong here. So, you know, this one's tough to swallow. Uh, beers are good. I'm going to crack a, another beer. That, that's what yeah. I'm going to do. Because yeah, at, I mean, at this point in time, like, we're already talking. This game, this game was already over. We're yeah, exactly. not even five minutes into the show, and the game was already over. So just drink and enjoy it. Thursday night starts the weekend, as you like to say. So here we go. It most definitely does, first of all. So that's, and that's the thing we got to do. You just got to cope. You drink it off. And also, we're not in a terrible place. It's like, you know, we were beating our livers up over terrible losses for so long in 2018, 2019 uh, for, uh, you know, mo- most of that those uh, campaigns. But uh, we've seen plenty of good baseball this year. So uh, the, I think it stings a little bit less. And also, you know that you got these guys three more times this weekend, and we can prove to them how, how good of a baseball team the Chicago White Sox are uh, and with maybe someone a little more reliable uh, because, yes, sure, Cease's ceiling can be pretty high, but the floor can be pretty damn low. Uh, we, we experienced that low tonight. So uh, that, that would chase Cease from the game uh, in that inning going to Zach Birdie recently called up today uh, with Adam Eaton going to the IL, uh, you know, 7-0 after the fourth. It's not good. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it was Birdie uh, allowing uh, the Altuve sack fly to get that seventh run in the fourth. Uh, White Sox would make a little bit of a bullshit rally, and I call it a bullshit rally because uh, on the broadcast, I know they have to remain optimistic, and I get it. That's their job. They're paid to do. But when they're talking about, oh, you get one more hit and you're like almost like right back in this thing. And it's like, OK, sure. On the scoreboard, yeah, might, it, you, you got up to two there. But say you get to like three. Sure, you, you can say that and, and think that you are. But momentum wise, are you really? No. You know, Johnny, I'm, I'm just going to make a counterpoint here. Uh, I think if that inning, if you tack on, maybe Jose Abreu goes deep. This team can score three, four runs in an inning. They they have been there. They have been in those games. It's happened so many times. I see where you're coming from here, though, in, in the sense that Houston's a good team. The White Sox offense, just from the feel of this game, though, it was never really – you never really got that jump start that you would expect them to have. And even with the quote-unquote bullshit rally that you're talking about, um, <laughs> could, could they have gotten back in this game? I think there were plenty of opportunities for them to do so. But it just felt like, you know, for for so many of these innings, it felt like Gordon Beckham would just start talking, and the next thing you know, you're back at commercial. That's yeah. that, that was the feeling of today's baseball game, if I can summarize it, was, you know, I got more Gordon Beckham than I got out of anything. And if there is a a metaphor for this game, it was Gordon Beckham's career with the White Sox. And I want to clarify that it's not about, I'm not ragging the White Sox overall, because obviously we've seen them uh, be able to string together runs and be able to be opportunistic in spots this year. That's a reason why uh, they, they claimed the best record in baseball yesterday and obviously flip-flopped a little bit now with the lost day and the Giants winning too. Um, but it was more about the feel of tonight's game at the plate. And you only collected four hits and you had some terrible at bats from guys like German Mercedes, uh, you know, Andrew Vaughn goes over three, um, you know, Danny Mendick and over three there, even Timmy, your catalyst, your straw that serves a drink when he's over four, um, I ain't going to get the job done and you're getting hit from what Brian Goodwin. I will give Jose Abreu and Adam Engel credit. Um, you know, Jose it went inside out with his and Adam Engel obviously got it started. Uh, their little bit of run production uh, with an RBI single of his own. So uh, I think personally for both those guys, good to see them get going because we've all been clamoring for a pedo hot stretch and also Adam Engel fully settling back into the swing of things. So if we can take, you know, I hate silver linings, but if we can, we, we got to try to at sometimes, uh, especially in a game like this, very small uh, in a you know a microscope sort of positives from this game. I think uh, Abreu and Angle are two of them. 
Yeah, it's always good to look at some positives, though, especially with this team right now, Johnny, because if we if we look at the season overall right now and take a step back from this, blowout losses are going to happen. They're, they're going to happen. Um, I would be a little bit more mad and pissed off on this postgame show if this was a one-run loss or they choked away a, a lead at some point in this game. Houston's a good ball. Houston's a good ball club. Good ball clubs win baseball games. The Sox are a good ball club. They're going to win baseball games. I don't think that this series is anywhere near over. Um, it, it, we got three games left against this team, like you said earlier. Plenty of chances to prove that you're a good baseball team, and I think the Sox have proven so far that they're a good baseball team. If we're coming out of Houston getting swept, I think that I, both of us will be shocked, will be angry, and by Sunday we'll be burning the house down. But right now, to me. <laughs> You know, D- Dylan Cease, like you said, he- he's not the most consistent. I consider him our number five starter. You're going to have things like this happen, trying to look at this from a rational approach versus, mm-hmm. you know, my traditional uh, jump on here and, and, and burn everything down. <laughs> it, you know, I, f- I feel like we're overdue for like a burn it down moment. And I was trying to hype myself up to maybe get a little angry at this one. <laughs> Uh, but it, it, it's really hard to do that right now, Johnny, especially because I just have so many good feelings about this team that some yeah, of these losses it, are just kind of rolling off the shoulder just a little bit. You know, yeah, like I, there's some there's some there's some swag here still. And just because you lose one, um, what are we complaining about at this point in time? We're no, it, we're, we're mid June. Like, are you pissed off at this? I'm not. No, 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 not at all. And I think this goes back to if you listen to the post game show from the very start of this uh, stretch, this statement week of sorts um, that NWI Steve and I did on Monday night uh, after the uh, Rays game, uh, the game in which the White Sox lost. Um, and we had talked about Steve's article that he wrote. You can go and check it out on tapsportsnet.com. It's maintaining rationality throughout. Uh, White Sox statement week. And that isn't meant to say that you can't get mad about a loss or you can't get uh, excited about a win. Like yesterday is a big win, a good moment to be excited about. Uh, but at the same time, it's also just a stretch against two good teams in the you know middle of June. Uh, there's still a lot of baseball left to be played after if they were for some reason to go, uh, you know, uh, what was it two and five in that stretch? Uh, you know, it's no reason to you know, kick yourselves and be down in the dumps about. And at the other end, if you were to go like six and one or something like that, uh, it's no reason to, uh, you know, claim yourselves champions of the American League just yet. So, uh, like I said, maintaining rationality uh, throughout White Sox Statement Week on tapsportsnet.com. Go check it out. Um, All right, let's get into a few other things from this game before we look ahead to uh, Friday night's game and just uh, bullpen usage here. Uh, Zach Birdie, like I mentioned, uh, coming up, and, uh, you know, he he only lets up the – it wasn't even his run, uh, but he did let up that sack fly in one two-thirds innings. So, uh, you know, he's had struggles, and his uh, numbers at Charlotte are not uh, outstanding any means ERA is up there a little bit, but hey, uh, okay to see him work a little bit of clean innings, even though I'll put aside my kind of sort of uh, expectations for Zach Birdie and him not living up to them being a first round pick back in 2016. I'll put that aside. You, you need some guys to mop up this game uh, and it came in the form of Birdie, Foster and Ruiz. Uh, Foster obviously lets up the home run, uh, a couple of them, which is no, no bueno, but uh, at the same time, I think we also expected some aggression uh, from Matt Foster the end of the day, Tony, this is just the mop-up crew, and I'm glad there were no um, you know, significant arms wasted in the likes of uh, Evan Marshall, Cody Hoyer, uh, Aaron Bummer, Liam Hendricks, obviously, who was not going to sniff the mound in this game. So um, I think, you know, that's what you do when you're losing that bad. Have to. And you know what? Uh, I, I Get those guys some work. Uh, you see Zach Birdie come in. I, I thought he was okay. 
Um, you got exactly what you expected out of each of each and every one of those arms. Um, I'm not looking at Matt Foster right now as a high leverage inning eater. You know, he's 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 coming in situations where you're down by six, seven runs. I think the thing that just really pisses me off is I needed something, some reason to stay in watching this game. And I saw the White Sox plus a hundred and Bat Rivers, um, you know, in the in the fourth inning plus one hundred. Uh, with uh, a seven and a half uh, run spread right there, and I thought, okay, this this offense going to score a few runs. We're going we're going to be able to walk away, double our money right here, and uh, get out of this one. All you needed was a little bit. You get that little bit of offense. I thought I was I was fine, and then Jose Altuve just absolutely fucked me uh, by hitting a two run bomb, and there goes some money. So you know, a double loss for me tonight. The beers are going down just a little bit easier after that one. Um, they would be going down easy if uh, if I had won that too. But you know what? You gotta you gotta make do with games like this. There's there's always gonna be something to do if you're looking to stay interested in a blowout baseball game. Go look at the uh, at the spread and maybe make some some bets or something just to make the game interesting for you. Um, you win some, you lose some. Fortunately tonight, I lost twice. So yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good point, though, too, because it's like, what do you do to stay interested in this? And obviously, there can be some elements of it, a broadcast, maybe a player that you're keying in on, uh, whether it be someone uh, on the mound or someone's at bats that you're really trying to analyze there. Um, so, yeah, uh, betting is another way to do it there. Um, code on tap at Bet Rivers. Go and use it when you sign up. So uh, 250 deposit match uh, on Bet Rivers there. So, yes. um, all right. Uh, other point that I wanted to make about this game, and we'll move on, um, was we need to give credit because it's easy to just focus in, talk about the White Sox, but uh, Urquidy for the Astros, he was mowing us down early to start. So sometimes you tip your cap to the other pitcher um, and they can have a good game against you. We have seen it uh, on, you know, it happens. It's baseball. Shit happens like that. Uh, he is also, uh, I would say, one of their top of the rotation guys there. Um, I, don't, I don't watch a whole lot of Astros baseball religiously, but I remember the hype when he came up and they were thinking about the new wave of Astros pitchers after they, you know, had cycled through all of their rentals and their World Series runs and that kind of stuff. Um, he, he is at the top of there, so you know, kudos to him. Uh, he, he found a way to beat the White Sox and obviously, um, you know, exposed some guys uh, that don't hit right-handed pitching as well, uh, i.e., Yermin Mercedes. So um, I'd like to see Jake Lamb uh, get some at bats in that spot. Would like to see Jake Lamb get some at bats in that spot. And I, 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 one thing that I noticed here too was uh, we didn't really go to the bench and, and empty things out in this one. Uh, I thought we we may uh, do that, but uh, Tony Larusa kept most of the the starting lineup intact throughout this one, Johnny. Outside of you know going to the bullpen and using some of those guys, but one thing I do want to bring up in this is. You look at some of these other games where the White Sox have blown out teams the way that uh, Houston kind of blew us out tonight. You don't see a position player on the mound. You don't see the the White Sox struggling to get through this one. And for all intents and purposes, like you didn't waste the bullpen tonight. And I think that's important for the rest of the series going forward. Is the fact that like what did you really use tonight? You got some. You got a few innings out of uh, uh, out of Matt Foster. You got a few innings out of Ruiz. You get a few innings out of Zach Birdie. Like. I don't feel bad about going into tomorrow saying like, oh man, like we're fucked right now because the whole bullpen's going to be tired. We didn't have to spill through guys the way you would traditionally see uh, when a team puts up 10 runs against you. So I'm happy with that. If we're looking at more silver linings, I think that's that's something to consider here. 
I, I would agree 100%. And I talked about the names that you used, you just brought them up as well. So, uh, you know, it should be full go tomorrow. And also, I think that can kind of transition us into uh, Friday here, the, the preview of this. You expect to get more. Obviously, Dylan Cease had to leave early in this one just because he could not, uh, you know, figure out how to get out. Um, and that inning would have gone on forever uh, had he stayed in and they had not gone to Zach Birdie there. So, uh, you're going to get a longer outing from Carlos Rodon. I can guarantee that uh, unless some fluke thing happens, uh, you, you know, just given the track record of him this year, uh, you're definitely going to get a much more solid and longer outing out of Carlos Rodon. He will be going up against Luis Garcia uh, for the Astros. Big righty for them. Uh, he's got 72 strikeouts on the year, 298 ERA. Um, you know, Rodon, even better, uh, 189 ERA, 97 strikeouts uh, on the year. But, uh, hey, I- I'm looking for Los to mow some of these guys down, Tony. Uh, it- it's uh, something that I didn't think I would say uh, coming in, just based on past, you know, injury issues. So we did see Carlos Rodon for periods of time and then also some inconsistencies with him. Um, but I'm really excited to go and see him and I expect him to mow down uh, one of the most productive lineups in baseball. You know, Johnny, I'm going to go and just for to play devil's advocate here, I think that this is going to be a huge test for Carlos Rodon. You, you look around and, um, you know, obviously there's the whole – um, pitchers using substances thing and, and all that aside, you don't, you don't know when the White Sox rotation who, who was affected by this or anything, but uh, there were some things out there today about Dylan Cease and, and some of his spin rates being down and all this other stuff. I think it's just pitchers in general are having a little bit of trouble um, with this rule change and, and maybe a little bit of some mental things against a great lineup. Carlos Rodon tomorrow. This is going to be his biggest test thus far this year. So throw all that aside. You've got Carlos Rodon taking the mound. You're coming in with some adversity. So far this year, the Sox have have met that adversity and, and been able to get through things. I think right here, this this challenge mounts just a little bit more for Carlos Rodon, Johnny. Would you would you agree? Because you're you're coming off a loss. You want that best record in baseball, like. This is it right here. Does Carlos Rodon have it? Well, just look at the stats that the Astros put up. If you watch the game on NBC Sports Chicago, you saw uh, the graphics that they placed up there with all the Astros ranks in certain categories and situational categories. There's a reason uh, why they're one of the best offenses in the league. Uh, So you you can see that, and I agree that it will be uh, Carlos Rodon's biggest test to date. But at the same time, what is Sox on tap rule number 55? Pitch with conviction. There's someone that can step up to the plate and be that gamer mentality outside of Lancelin. We already know his whole persona, and we'll get him on Saturday night. So I'm looking forward to that too. But outside of that, 55 is pitch with conviction, and I think Carlos Rodon will do that. And when I say mow him down, I mean, I'm talking about still, you're probably going to give up your share of run, maybe two, three, but you're going to get a longer outing, and you're going to give your team a better chance to win uh, more so than Dylan Cease did tonight. Uh, and obviously not aided by, you know, it didn't get any help from his defense in the first inning. Uh, but even then, the fourth just slipped away from him. He could have still kept that at three uh, had he maintained uh, through that fourth. And we might be talking about a different ball game here, Tony. Don't think that's going to be the case. We're not going to see a blowout sort of situation uh, like this with Carlos Rodon on the bump. I don't think we will either. I think that Carlos Rodon is going to give up a few runs, though. Uh, and this one's going to be more on the offense to get back in the driver's seat and, and give him some run support. Uh, and something to work with here. Uh, one thing that I do want to mention is that, uh, you know, tonight uh, facing Nerquiti, uh, none of the Sox players had seen him. You got another guy tomorrow in Luis Garcia who 
none of this White Sox roster has seen. I know that was something in the past that had generally haunted the White Sox. I don't want to make that a thing, but uh, you've got a bunch of guys who, who've never had anything on this guy before, obviously, here. First time they're facing him, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge that does tend to work to the pitcher's advantage. It's not even just a White Sox thing. That does tend to work to a pitcher's advantage when none of the guys in the lineup have seen him before. So this is going to be another challenge for the White Sox. You want to see that offense get off and and, and put runs up early, especially for Carlos Rodon. I think he's one of those pitchers that especially works very well when he's got some run support um, early on in a ball game to kind of loosen himself up, not have to have that that pressure on him to, to make those big pitches outside of pitching with conviction. If you can go and get yourself a two, three run lead by the third inning, um, I think this one's in the driver's seat for the White Sox. Unfortunately, um, with the way the offense sputtered kind of tonight, Johnny, you're going to need that spark somewhere. And if Tim Anderson is is entering any sort of prolonged slump, you could easily, at least just in my mind, see this one slip away from the White Sox early if Houston's able to touch Carlos Rodon up. That's what I'm worried about. Key to the game tomorrow, give him some run support early, and that's going to be a tough task for this White Sox team. Again, Houston's a good team. Um, there's four games in the series. It's, I think they can still split it, but this one is a question mark for me more than anything else. Um, just because of the display that you saw from the offense tonight. So that's that's your key to the game. Get out there and score runs early. Yeah, there are legitimate concerns there because the offense did very, very, very little uh, to inspire any sort of confidence. Like I'd mentioned, just the four hits and basically only positives I can really take away uh, were Adam Angle and Jose Bray from this one. But uh, in your comment about Tim Anderson, I do not, first of all, I do not think he is entering a prolonged slump uh, of any kind. Uh, I do think, you know, uh, Tim Anderson will be back uh, in the hit column, uh, racking up at least one uh possibly multiple uh he likes to do them in bunches too as we've seen uh so i I don't think we have to worry about that Uh, you know obviously you don't want to go cold again uh, and be it when you need uh this production here uh for a guy like carlos Rodon on the mound but um i do think that uh he'll be back and also mancada shaking off the rust uh he'll be facing a righty so he'll be hitting from the left side have to imagine Yasmani Grandal's in there uh, from the left side as well. Um, probably feeling pretty good uh, after that walk off, even though it's you know not not immediate right after he did have a single today. He was one of the four hits uh, for the White Sox today, um, but after that you know big walk off double, I think that uh, Yaz could be a candidate uh, to go deep uh, here. Let's get into picks to click though because I just kind of gave a few appetizers there. Let's get yours. Uh, I already got mine etched into my brain. So go ahead, Tony. So I've gone with Jose Abreu two times in a row, Johnny, and it's 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 really hard not to go back to Jose. Um, but I, I have to go with Yohan Moncada, um, like you just said right there. That was that was going to be my pick to click all night for tomorrow's ball game. Um, knock off the rust and get get back into the swing of things. You saw him go on a prolonged hot stretch there for a little while. I feel like he cooled off. Then he was dealing with the with the sinus infection. Uh, I, I've had sinus infections before, as I said. Hopefully, the amoxicillin is working well for Yohan Moncada. Um, get that man some antibiotics, and, and hopefully, he's starting to feel just a little bit better tomorrow and able to uh, do some damage um, at the plate, man. Uh, it's it feels like it's been a while since Yohan Moncada's had that moment. Um, just you know, even though it's it's only been a couple of couple of games here, but uh, I do remember what was it 2018? There was some damage that was done 
by Yoan Moncada against the Houston Astros. And I'd love to see that again. Uh, so I'm riding Yoan Moncada. I want to see him Good. maybe drop the bat just a little bit. It, it was actually 2017, Tony. 2017. The, White Sox, the White Sox swept the Astros at go. home because when they played in 2018, at least in Chicago, it was an early season. Uh, thing and that is where Lucas Giolito had some of his immense struggles early in 2018. I remember that it was ass cold in early April, uh, but yeah, it was 2017, so it was rookie season. Yeah, um, I, I do remember that sweep though on the south side of Chicago when the White Sox took all three against these Houston Astros. I uh, I had etched in my brain just as you did. You on Mankata backdrop. You already explained everything there. Don't need to go into any detail. Let's get cool shit we saw in White Sox land most recently. I saw Andrew Vaughn's catch against the wall in left field today. That was fucking sweet. Yes, that was. And you know what? Every time I see Andrew Vaughn make a play, Johnny, and I don't want to elaborate on this too much. Every time I see him make a play in left field, I just think Eloy Jimenez would have died trying to do yes. what Andrew Vaughn just did. And I, I feel like that's just such an easy tweet to go to uh, for anybody. But it, it, it is really true. Andrew Vaughn so far this year has made Eloy Jimenez look that bad. Now, I saw some takes on Twitter tonight where people were saying that Andrew Vaughn has made Eloy Jimenez look expendable. Uh, earlier this year, it was German Mercedes in the DH role making Eloy Jimenez look expendable. There's so many of these takes. Miss me with that shit. Eloy Jimenez back in this lineup is going to be fantastic. But Andrew Vaughn might be a long-term solution in left field. Who knows? Who knows what they're going to go with? I know probably he's going to wind up at first base uh, long-term once Jose Abreu's gone from the south side. But Jose Abreu does not look like he's going anywhere um, anytime soon. So, uh, you're going to have to figure out a way for Eloy Jimenez to to get into this lineup. And, man, I think right now with Yerman Mercedes' struggles, that DH spot looks fucking great for Eloy Jimenez when he comes back. But, man, cool shit that we've seen here. Andrew Vaughn's ability to just pick up left field and make catches like he did tonight. Yeah. Um, highlight of the game. If we're giving out a game ball, yeah. game ball, let's give it <laughs> to uh, Andrew Vaughn. Uh, for that catch he made, because I think that was the coolest and toughest shit that we saw tonight from the White Sox. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's about all I had for this one, Tony. So um, I'll remind the listeners again, make sure you're visiting ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Follow us on social media at Sox on Tap and at Ontap Sportsnet. If you enjoy the podcast, please go give us five-star rating and review wherever you listen, because that's fucking cool and tough. White Sox merchandise, you need it. Go to Grandstand to get it right by the ballpark if you're there in person. If not, shop online at GrandstandSox.com. Follow them on social media at GrandstandSox. Tony, give me your final thought, and then we'll sign off. Final thought, you got to just wash this one down with an ice-cold beer. Johnny, it's it's Thursday night, and it will quickly become Friday night the longer you drink. So uh, crack them, wash it down. Come back tomorrow. Let's get the offense rolling. Give Carlos Rodon some run support, like I said before. Get back to the long ball. The White Sox did not hit a long ball tonight. Uh, obviously, there is some some trends when the White Sox do leave the yard. Uh, you go hit a home run tomorrow. I think uh, your your bets will be safe on that White Sox money line like we talked about earlier. Uh, go to Bet Rivers. Make your bets on the White Sox. Use code ONTAP for that $250 deposit match. Johnny, any final thoughts from you? 
Uh, you summed those up pretty well there. Uh, yeah, drink it off for tonight's game. And tomorrow, Yohan Mankata backdrop. He's our dual pick to click. So that's it. Three magic words, Tony. White Sox forever. White Sox forever.